Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for October 4th, 2022. So I'm teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. Uh, this is part 13 of the series. One of the things I, I love, oh, by the way, for those of you that don't know, I've been doing this for 25 years. Uh, so the video portion started maybe 12 years ago, but today's word started in December of 1997. So I've been doing this pretty much five days a week for 25 years. And so as I'm doing today's word, and as I get up every morning and I seek God's face, like, what do you want to say to your people? This is your ministry. These are your people. This is your word, all of that. As I'm seeking God, God gives me a word every day. I release it, and then I go into my day. But what's amazing is that uh, I get to experience the word as well, right? I'm a, I'm a conduit. So I get to experience what God has given me to give to you. And then it's almost like, think about it like the blessing. Think. Uh, let me give you this, this uh, analogy or this picture. Let's say I'm like a pipe, right? And God is, is the blessing. God is a reservoir of blessing above me. And the blessing, let's say, is symbolic in this case of water. Water is the blessing. And so I'm the pipe. I'm the conduit. And so I connect to the source, which is God. The water passes through me and flows to you. And so the blessing goes through me and it goes to you. But here's the good news. The water can't pass through the pipe without the pipe getting wet too. And so as I am getting a word on a daily basis to release to you, man, I'm so blessed by the word as well. And so it's built me up over 25 years. It's helped me to become the man that I'm called to be. And I trust that the word is doing the same thing in your life. And so I'm excited about this message this morning. The, the title of today's message is Pursuing Grace-Based Success, Part 13. And the title is Pursuing Success with No Fear. Say this, say this out loud or put it in the chat, fear has no power over me. Fear has no power over me. Brenda says that she's been getting today's word so long, she used to get it at her AOL email address. I, I remember that. I remember that. All right, but say that. Say fear has no power over me. All right, so let's get into the word uh, this morning. So our foundational scriptures for this series are a few. Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe. You didn't do anything. You didn't save yourself. It was a gift from God. Eternal life is a gift from God, and you, all you could do with the gift is receive it. So you're not saved by the things that you have done. There's So there's nothing to boast about. God has made us what we are, and in Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days performing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. So there are some good works that you and I are supposed to do, but we're doing those good works because God ordained for us to do the good works. We're not doing the good works to be saved. We're doing the good works because we're saved. We're not doing the good works for grace. We're doing the good works by grace. Say amen to that. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31. The Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now, once you're united with Christ Jesus, this is everything that Jesus is. God made him, Christ Jesus, wisdom itself. So say, I have access to wisdom from above. So now I have access to wisdom from above because I'm connected to Jesus. Not only that, but God made me right with the Father because of Jesus. Say, I'm the righteousness of God. So now I have, I have access to wisdom. I'm the righteousness of God. And because of Jesus, he made us pure. And because of Jesus, he made us holy. And because of Jesus, he freed us from all sin. So I didn't do anything. It was all Jesus, none of me. It was all of him. Therefore, verse 31 says, you have nothing to boast about. If you want to boast, you need to boast in the Lord because you didn't do anything. All you did was accept what he's already provided. Same into that. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus 
before the beginning of time. So God gave us a purpose and the grace for the purpose. God gave us an assignment and the grace for the assignment. And he did it in Christ Jesus. And he did it before the beginning of time. Once again, all the emphasis is on him. None of the emphasis is on us. It's all about him. It's not about us. It's the grace life. You got it? All right. So having said all that, uh, I hope you can see by now that God can favor you. Say, God favors me. Put that in the chat. Say, God favors me. God can favor you to experience divine and supernatural success while you're on this planet. And not only can he do it, but I'm convinced that he wants to do it. God wants you to maximize the purpose and the potential that he placed inside of you while you're in the land of the living. God wants you to get to, to pour out everything that he poured in. God wants you to die empty. God wants you to get to arrive at his overall expected end for your life. And so God is working with you. Now, all you have to do is, is not fight the process. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever met anybody that wants to fail in life, right? At the end of the day, we all want to succeed. But the challenge for many is trusting God. It's trusting in God and his grace in the process because it's much easier for some when they're in charge, right? So, so it's, it's, it takes a level of trust and confidence to walk with God because there's, there's a level of mystery to walking with God. God is not going to give you all the answers up front. And so when you're walking with God, there's going to be many moments when you don't know what's going on. There's going to be many moments where you literally have to trust God because you just don't know. And so, and, and you're like waiting on the outcome and you have to trust God in the process. And, and then I know that sometimes that could cause anxiety and fear, which is why I'm teaching against it today. In that moment, you have to trust God. But there's some people that would rather not even deal with all of that. <laughs> there's some people that are like, nah, I'm good. I'm just, I may, I have plans. I'm good. Well, I remember somebody told me, well, I don't know if I really want to know what God's plans are, because what if God's plans are not my plans? I already have plans and I don't want anybody messing with my plans. And so there are some people that just have plans. There are some people that are the captain of their own ship. There are some people that are charting out their own course. There are some people that are making their own decisions. And so they have control. They have the control of their lives and they don't want to give up control. And, and the truth is you can't be a Christian and walk with God in, in the fullness of your assignment without giving up control. Let that sink in for a minute. Say that. And, and, and if you really believe that, say this by faith. Lord, I give up control. I, I'm, God is Lord. Either he's the Lord of all or he's not the Lord at all. We are called to give up control. We're, we're called not to live our lives by human effort, human power, human ability, human strength, human intellect. No, the Bible says that we're called to deny ourselves, not trust in ourselves. The Bible says we're supposed to deny ourselves, not trust in ourselves. And so we have to pick up our individual crosses, yield to him, deny ourselves, Matthew 16 and 24, and following him. So denying yourself means that you're relying on God. There's some people that don't want to do that, so they just rely on themselves and they deny God. So you can either deny yourself and trust in God, or you could trust in yourself and deny God. And let me tell you that there's some people that are even Christians that don't listen to God. There are Christians that when you tell them what the Bible says, they go, yeah, I got it, but I already have plans. <laughs> and so there are Christians that, that claim to be a Christian, but they are not willing to give up their own life and, and not be the captain of their own ship. In John's gospel, in John 1 and 17, the Bible says the law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. We've taught on this a lot. 
where in the old covenant, the focus was on man and what man could do for God. But under this new covenant, the spotlight is on God and what God has already done for us. And so we have to be convinced that God loves us, that he made plans for us from the foundations of the world, that he wants to use us because he wants to use us because he is good. And that if we yield to God, submit to him, be led by his spirit, we can walk out the plans that he made for us while we're in the land of the living. And we don't do this because we're good. We do this because God is good and because his grace is on our lives. You got it? So in the first letter that the apostle John wrote, this is the last scripture before I get into my points. First John chapter four, verses 15 through 18 from the easy to read version, the Bible says this, anyone who says, I believe that Jesus is the son of God is a person who lives in God and God lives in that person. So we know the love God has for us. Say this, put this in the chat. I know the love God has for me, right? So one level is knowing the love. John goes on to say, and we trust in that love. Another translation says, and we believe the love. And so knowing it is one level, but say this out loud. I trust in the love of God. Not only do I know that God loves me, not only do I know the love of God, but I trust in the love of God. He goes on to say, God is love. Everyone who lives in love lives in God and God lives in them. And if God's love is made perfect in us, then we can be without fear on the day of judgment. He's saying that if you get to the point where God's love is made perfect in you, then on the day of judgment, you will have no fear. I don't know about you, but I was raised in a, re in a religious mindset. And with a religious mindset, you never thought of the day of judgment, you have no fear. The day of judgment, you'd be like, oh, oh my God, the day I have to stand before God. He says, no, no, no. The text says, if you allow the love of God to be perfected in your heart, then on the day of judgment, you will have no fear no fear, watch this, because, because God lives in you. And if God's perfect love is in you, then on the day of judgment, you will have no fear. We will be without fear because as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So now I'm going to be able to stand before God without fear on the day of judgment. Why? Because I know that as Jesus is, so am I in this world. He goes on to say, where God's love is, there is no fear. Let me slow down. Where God's love is, there is no fear. If love is there, fear is not there. If fear is there, love is not there. Where God's love is, there is no fear because perfect love takes away all fear. Say all fear. Perfect love takes away all fear. It is his punishment that makes a person fear. So in this case, he's saying, I love you. I'm not going to punish you. So his love is not made perfect in the one who has fear. If you are fearing the punishment, then you are not resting in God's love. So what does this mean for you today? And what does this have to do with, uh, with success? Actually, it has a lot to do with it because I don't want stress and fear to have any power over you. So let's get into it. All right, there. what does this mean for you today? I have seven quick things I'm gonna share with you in this morning. As I share these seven things, man, this is gonna be a blessing to you. And if you get the notes, you should use these notes. These seven things, you can share them with your friends. All right, you ready? All right, here's number one. There are two primary ways to live your life. You can either depend on God's unmerited favor, that is the grace of God, or you can depend on your ability as a human to accomplish things, right? So those are the two primary ways. Either I'm going to trust in God or trust in myself. So some people rely on themselves because they don't know God. Now, okay, well, fine. That's, that's a different case. There's some people who are not born again. So if they don't know God, they don't know God. So obviously they can't trust and rely on a God that they don't know. 
So they feel like they have to make their own way in life. That's understandable because these people don't know Jesus. So we need to preach the gospel to them, right? But there are other people who rely on themselves and they do know God, but they just won't let go of the reins, right? They, they want to be in control. These are people that know God, but they don't want to give up control. They know God, but they're trying to hold on to their old life. And so because they won't give up control, some people are just too selfish to give up control. Some people are too just focused on themselves to give up control. So whatever the case, either you're going to trust in yourself or you're going to trust in God. Those are two ways to live. Say this by faith. Say, I trust in God, right? I'm a believer and I live by faith and I trust in God. All right, number two. That one of the reasons why you don't want to be relying on yourself is because, number two, human strength is limited at best. You can only go so far with your own power, your own ability, your own strength. You can only go so far with your own with your education or your money or your relationships, your connections. That's only going to take you but so far. This is one of the reasons why you need the grace of God. This is one of the reasons why I teach the grace life, because God calls you to do things that you cannot do. These are things that exceed your power, your ability, your strength, your intellect, your connections, and your, your, your money, right? God calls you to fund projects you don't have the money for. God calls you to operate on levels you don't have the education or the experience for. God calls you to walk into rooms that you don't have the connections with. And so, so God is calling you. So if you take on the pressure to perform, which is what religious people do, if God calls you to do something and you can't do it, of course you can't do it. That's why you need the grace of God. But if you take on the pressure to perform, then watch this. You can be someone who loves God. You can be someone who's actually trying to perform the will of God, but you are so stressed out. You will burn You will burn yourself out. You will run yourself down into the ground. You will lose sleep at night. You'll pull your hair out. Your body will break down. And all the while, you're actually trying to do a good thing, but you're doing it the wrong way. You're trying to do a good thing, but you're doing it with your own power, your own ability, your own strength. You're, trying, you're taking on the pressure to perform. And that's what religion does. And so I'm telling you, don't do it. Do not take on the pressure to perform. Uh, people say, well, man, Rick, you look good. And you're 50 already. You don't look like you're aging. You know why? Because I don't take on any pressure to perform. I sleep good at night. God calls Isabella and I to do a lot of stuff. But every time we get to the point where we're thinking about, oh my God, and Isabella says, babe, or if I say babe, and one, whoever the other person is says, stop. We have to enter into God's rest. If this is God's will, then it's God's bill, right? So we'll do our part, and then that's it. We'll do whatever God tells us to do, and we have to trust God to do the rest because there's going to be things that we can't do. So we're not going to sit up and, and, and not sleep at night. We're going to, not going to stress over this thing. We're going to do our part. We're not Faith without works is dead. We will do whatever we need to do. We'll, we'll perform whatever actions God says, hey, fill this out, do this form, submit this thing, email this person, whatever we have to do, we'll do that. And then after that, the rest is up to God. I mean, like, I'm not going to be stressing over this thing. <laughs> like God favors the work of my hands and either it's God's will or it's not. And if, if I missed it and it wasn't God's will, okay, well, I'm not perfect. That's not the first time I made a mistake. It's not going to be the last time. And so we'll go on to the next thing. I receive forgiveness from God. I forgive myself and I keep stepping. But if it is God's will, God will favor it. We'll receive it and we keep going. But I'm not going to stress. Say stress has no power over me. You got it? All right, number three. True prosperity in life is found by focusing and trusting in Jesus. That's it. I keep putting all the emphasis on Jesus, not on us. It's all about him. It's not about us. Like, look at all the scriptures I keep reading to you every day. What do these scriptures tell us? They tell us that he made plans for us. 
from the foundations of the world. They tell us that he gave us uh, an assignment and the grace for the assignment in Christ Jesus before the world began. They, they tell us that we have a purpose, a divine purpose, and the grace for that purpose. Tell us that our prosperity is connected to that purpose, and there's a grace on our life to perform it. That God, it was God who made us right. We are the righteousness of God by faith. And so in Christ Jesus, we, he is wisdom for us. So we have wisdom. We have righteousness. We have peace. We have holiness. We have power. All of this is in him, not in us. So what are you stressing over? Just enter into God's rest. When, when, when you know that God gave you a purpose and your prosperity is tied to that purpose, when you know that God gave you the grace to do what he called you to do, then you're in a position to rest and trust in God. You do your part. You trust God for the rest. I know I'm helping some people today. Uh, if this is helping you, put in the chat, this is helping me. All right, number four, if you don't believe that God loves you, then you won't believe his plan or his promises for your life. Remember, I did a whole series in teaching on faith works by love, Galatians 5 and 6. So the reason why I'm teaching you about the love of God today is because I want you to be convinced that God loves you. I want you to be fully persuaded. Faith is not what happens when you convince God. Faith is what happens when God convinces you. And so you got to get to the point where you know what? God loves me. If you don't believe God loves me, you're not going to believe the promises. If, you're not, if you don't believe God loves me, if you don't believe God loves you with an unconditional everlasting love, then you will never be able to believe what God believes about you. So you have to remind yourself on a daily basis, God loves me. God loves me. God loves me and I know it. And so when you know that God loves you, when you, when you are convinced, when you're fully persuaded that God loves you with this unconditional love, that God made plans for me from the foundations of the world, that God is more committed to me than I'm committed to me. Come on. Now I can enter into God's rest concerning everything and fear and anxiety have no power over me. You got it? Number five, confidence, also known as faith. Confidence in God's love or faith in God's love for you is critical to living a successful Christian life. Why? Because if you're not going to believe in the love of God, you're, you, it's going to be very difficult for you to be at peace and at rest. When you trust in God's love, when you believe in God's love, when you know that my life is about him, it's, he made plans. He loves me. He called me. He, he's telling me what to do. I'm only doing this stuff because he told me to do it. I'm only going down this road because he's leading me down the road. I believe that I'm doing what he tells me to do. I believe I'm going where he's leading me to go. I believe he's giving me the words as I go. I believe he favors the work of my hand. So now my life is all about him. It's not about me. It's all about him. So I get to rely and trust in him and his grace. Number six, the more you mature and develop in God's love towards you, the more freely you will access God's grace. You'll live by faith. And at that point, fear will have no power over you. Put this in the chat. Say, fear has no power over me. The Bible teaches us that there is no fear in love, that perfect love casts out all fear. So if you are meditating and medicating on the love of God, God loves me. God loves me. God loves me and I know it. Then there's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. You cannot be in faith and in fear at the same time. I've told you they're opposing forces. And so either you're in faith or you're in fear, but you can't be in both at the same time because one cancels the other out. So since God has called you to live by faith and as you're living by faith on a consistent basis, just say this, say, I am the just and I live by faith. So if I'm the just, and I live by faith, then I can't be in fear. So if I'm in faith, fear has no power over me. And the only way to overcome fear is to fully open up your heart to God's amazing, unearned, and unconditional love. When you are fully persuaded that God loves you with an unconditional love, fear has no power 
over you. All right, number seven, last point for today. Last thing I'll tell you as I release you into this day. People who are stressed or distressed or perplexed or maybe even depressed are people who are not resting in the love of God. And to be clear, you can be a Christian and be all of those things. You could be a Christian and be stressed out. You could be a Christian and be perplexed. You could be a Christian and be depressed. You can. It is possible. So this is why I'm teaching you what I'm teaching you. I want you to rest. I want you to enter into God's rest. God wants you to be a success, but he doesn't want you stressing over it. God leads you to do things that are so big that there will come, you will come to a point. And any a lot of times when God leads you to do something, as you're as you're doing going down that road, you will come to a point where you've done everything that you can do. <laughs> you've come to a point where you have to put the thing, whatever that thing is, you have to put it in his hands. Where you're like, okay, that's it, God. I've done everything I could do. Now it's in somebody else's hands, which means it's in your hands. I'm trusting in you. I'm believing in you. You can breathe on it. You can favor it, right? I know what the world says. The world says I'm not qualified for this job, but you told me to put in the resume. You can breathe on, on my resume. You, you can illuminate it and you can have me to get selected. I know what the world says. The world says I'm not supposed to get into this college, but I'm putting in the application and I believe in my heart I'm supposed to go to this college. I don't know. You can, you can make the right person at the admissions just look and say, boom, approved. I, you know, I don't know. God, you, I put in this, this proposal and I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know if it's going to get selected. Matter of fact, I'm not as qualified as other companies, but, but, but you can breathe on it. And you can favor it and you can, boom, cause me to get selected. I remember when Isabella put in, God told us uh, to put in her packet to become a perioperative nurse, uh, to become a nurse, I'm sorry, to become a nurse in the Army Enlisted Commissioner Program. And she was a supply sergeant. And, and everybody told us that she was not going to get selected. And a friend of ours told us that we, he was going to get a letter from a retired chief of nursing. And I was so excited. And we were going to get the letter. And God says, don't take the letter. Because if you take the letter, you're going to put the emphasis and give the glory to that lady. I want all the glory for myself. And so we had to say, okay, I told my friend, I'm sorry, I can't take the letter. God said no. And my friend said, if you don't take this letter, she's not going to get selected. She's a supply sergeant. I'm medical. I'm telling you, no supply sergeant is going to get selected into this Army Enlisted Commissioning Program for Nursing. It's not going to happen without this letter. And when he said that, I said, well, now I know for sure I'm not going to take the letter because God is going to get all the glory. And I know God, I know Isabella is going to get selected. And of course she got selected. Why? Because we put it in God's hands and God can breathe on it. I'm, and when, when, when it's at that point, you got to stop stressing. You got to enter into God's rest. When you've done everything that you can do at, at that point, if you're stressing, look at me. If you are stressed right now, it's because you don't trust God. If you are stressed right now, it's because the love of God is not filling your heart. If you are stressed, if you are dealing with negative anxiety right now in this moment, before today's word, you are stressed out. You know why? Because you had not entered into God's rest. You're not meditating and medicating on God's love. Because if you do, the love of God, where perfect love is, it casts out all fear. In John 14, the Bible, Jesus said, you got to let your heart be troubled. You got to let it be afraid. If you, if you have trouble, if you're troubled right now and you're afraid, you let it happen. And God will allow whatever you allow. God will permit whatever you permit. You have the power to take control of your heart. You don't have to let it happen. Say, say fear has no power over me. I will not allow my heart to be troubled. I will not allow myself to be afraid. And so my closing thought for you today is this. When you are fully persuaded, when you are convinced that God loves you with an unconditional love, when you're fully persuaded that God that you're doing what God told you to do because God told you to do it, then doggone it, you got to stop stressing. 
Your anxiety is an indication that you do not trust God. When you know that God loves you, when you believe that you're doing what he told you to do, then you got to trust him in the process. And at that point, fear and stress will have no power over you. Say amen to that. Say no fear, no stress, no anxiety. You can put that in the chat. None of that has any power over me. Man, I knew that this word was going to be a blessing to a lot of people. I know that this word is actually something that other people need to hear as well. So this is one of those messages that you're going to need to share. I need you to close this out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I also thank you for taking the time to teach me more and more about your unconditional love for me. You love me even when I had nothing to do with you. You loved me when I was an unashamed sinner. So I'm definitely fully persuaded of your love now. The more I grow and I develop in your love, the more I access your grace with my faith. Now, there was a point in my life when I controlled my own life, when I was a captain of my own ship, but those days are over. Following Jesus means believing, accepting, and pursuing his plan for my life. My plan is no longer the plan. <laughs> I have given up my life for you, Father, and in so doing, I have discovered real life. I give up control because I trust you. And your love frees me from all fear. I enter this day and the rest of my life with fearless confidence because my confidence is in you and in your love for me. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Now, tomorrow we're going to have another one, but this is one of those that you really need to share. You need to get this down in your heart. No fear, no stress, no anxiety. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes, go to today's word. The notes are free. Come on now. Today's word.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Leave me some comments right now in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then this is one of those you got to share. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. God loves you. Do you know it? Say, God loves me, and I know it. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit, 
I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.